Okay, Rabbi Say, we'll begin by Hashem. In here, Perak Ravi, we're up to the Pirish Achelek Hashlishi. And this Chelek he's saying, this is dealing with a person who either is going to be dealing with other people in his life, in his life on a regular basis, or he's going to be someone who is alone. And Chavis is telling us, first of all, the appropriate, the Teira Hashkofa, the Teira outlook in terms of when a person is alone and when a person has to deal with other people. And this could be through different periods of his life. This could be only in uh, different short Tkufas. could be in a short segment of his life where he finds himself alone. So if he finds himself alone, the first idea that should come into his head is that of a Ruchnius perspective. Number one, he should realize his neshama is also alone. So in other words, a person is never alone. He has his neshama is also alone. And he's never alone, as we say, because he has a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's what Chavah says. If a person is a Nachri, finds himself a stranger to everybody else, he's just all alone in the world. Sometimes a person feels like that. So he should find his comfort, he should find his companionship, together with Hashem. And that's why a person is never alone. A Yid is never alone. He always has HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be with, to feel comfort with. And then he should also think about, really, everybody's just passing through this world. Okay, but those are uh, spiritual thoughts that can hopefully go through a person's mind. But the Chavos of us knows people, he knows us, and he says, but now I'll give you something more, maybe mundane, to think about. V'yach <laughs> <laughs> After you've thought about the spiritual side of it, After that thing, that the fact that the weight of this burden has been lifted off of you, and the obligation to care for others has been taken off, that a person has to think, this is what's best for him. And Hashem has set up this situation that he doesn't have a lot of people under his charge, doesn't even have close family that he has to take care of that is under his watch. He doesn't have to be busy with that. And what's the what's the perspective? Why is that so toiv? This is something that's good. First of all, because if he's a person who really just wanted to enjoy life and he wanted to not be burdened down by responsibilities to others, so his certainly his efforts in trying to enjoy himself in this world will be easier without being, so to say, bound and tied down by a wife and children. person has a wife and children. He always has to factor in, what does my wife want? How is this going to affect her? How is it going to affect my children? person has to always make that calculation in life. And if a person is by himself, he can decide where he wants to go, when he wants to go. He's on his own. And Chavah is saying that indeed, that may not be, even the, the Torah doesn't tell us that it's the optimum way to live. The Torah writes, not good for a person to be alone. But we do find a Kodesh Baruch who does make people alone. There are times when a person is alone. Again, he's alone either, he's alone without companionship, or he's alone in a certain place. 
person that has times he's alone. So if he wants to sort of seek ways just to have pleasure in life, so then he certainly could do it so easier without being burdened down, tied down by a wife and children. The lack of them is actually something that should be of a comfort to him. That's that angle. And a second angle, and if he was a person, then no, I'm not here just to, to enjoy life, have a good time in life and party. That's not me. <laughs> I'm working to, to life because I have a goal to go to Ilamabo. Well, if what he seeks in life is indeed to store away for his afterlife, then that too has an advantage of being free of responsibilities. His mind will be more free, and open, without a doubt, a person who could just focus on the things that he has to do, certainly has that comfort of not being bound and having the free time to just pursue in Yoni Ruchnius all the time that he wants to. The Alkane, and therefore we find even people who were married and did have families, we find these Prushim, these pious individuals who wanted to live in solitude or have times of solitude, they would actually go away a distant from their relatives or from their homes. And this we find even great, great people who would take time, weeks at a time, months at a time, and go be his go in solitude, go alone, without anybody else, for different segments of time. Elahorim up to the mountains, and just, it will be them and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kadesh Yifanu Libaisim Labaitis Alekim. In order to be able to be free and focus, be totally focused on Abaitis Hashem. Bechenu Hayyanaviyim. Bring a riot from the Nevi'im themselves, Bismana Nevuah, when we had Nevuah prophecy, they would go out from their abodes who misboided them. And again, they would be misboided. They would take time by themselves, to contemplate, concentrate, and think about the obligations of Hashem upon them. The truth is, the Bi'alocha writes, the Chofetz Chaim writes in his Bi'alocha, that really every person should take out some time of his baidudas, of just time alone. In our day and age, it's very hard. In our day and age, first of all, we're never alone. Because if we have one of these devices that people could call us on, or text us on, or email, we're never alone. We're never free. Never. It's, it's, we're always there. And uh, you're always available. And we always make ourselves available. And so much so that people actually find it uncomfortable to be alone. Like, what am I supposed to think about? Who am I supposed to talk to? And it, it wasn't so long ago that actually people enjoyed alone time. People enjoyed having some solitude, having some focused time of themselves where they turn off all the machines and just walk and think whether they went to the, to the mountaintops or just took a stroll in the park just by themselves. That is something meritorious. It's something that's praiseworthy. Again, the Biralaka writes in Chavetz Chaim, his writes in the Biralaka, it should be done. But we find in the Bidivinivim, Kameshia Datim, and Eliyohi Malisha. Eliyohi Novi was on the run. He was running away from Achav and Ezevel. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes to Eliyahu Navi and he tells him, go to this and this place, and you're going to take Elisha as your student. He's going to be your disciple, and as a matter of fact, he's going to take over you as the Navi. So he went there, Shanem Ravala says in the Pasuk, he saw Elisha out in the field. There were 12 oxen pulling plows, and Elisha was the last one in the line, which was indicative of the fact that he came from a very wealthy family and had 12 oxen pulling plows, and all of them were being pulled by workers, and he was out in the back because he was the son of this wealthy person. This was Elisha. And he gave him a hint. What was the hint? So the Pasuk over there, if you look, it says, He took his cloak and as he was passing Elisha, he put his corner of his cloak on Elisha. And that was an indication, you're going to come with me. Or maybe even more, you're going to one day wear my cloak. And he was giving him an offer. And this, Chazal tell us, was a big test for Elisha. It was a test where he was going to leave all of this wealth and all of this comfort of the house that he grew up and he lived in to go away with Elisha, with with Elio Hanavi to go be taught. And for those few moments, he was in a bind. He had that Bechir, he had free choice. What is he going to do? And the Pasuk says, Haven Isa, he understood what Elio wants, V'yomar. Let me go quickly kiss my father and mother goodbye. And I'm going to go with you. Incidentally, Rav Hutnizatzal says that when a person finds that he's drawn after a certain Godel, a certain Talmud Chacham, to learn by him, that's his Rebbe. Because it says Elisha ran to Eliyahu Novi, and then when he was faced, am I coming or not? He says, I'm coming. When you feel yourself pulled to a certain Rebbe, that's your Rebbe. And indeed he passed the test. Here, the, the, and it says, He became not only his Talmud, he became a Talmud Muvik, he became someone who served him. The Gemara tells us in it's greater even to serve the Rebbe, more so than even just learning from the Rebbe. Because there's so much more that one learns out, as the Marsha explains, from watching how the Rebbe lives, watching how the Rebbe eats, and being able to serve the Rebbe in that capacity. So here, Chavazov is just bringing it for the point that you see, even people who did have family and did have obligations to others, yet they took the time and separated themselves in order to find alone time. It's said about one of the pious individuals who like to, to be in solitude. He once went to a certain town. Sounds like he was a preacher and went to inspire the people there for Avedis Hashem. He found in this particular location Everybody was dressed the same. Everybody had the same clothing. It was all the same color. All the same takshitim, all the same adornments. Another strange thing he saw, he saw that they had the graves of their loved ones were right outside the door, in their front yard was a little cemetery. And there were no women amongst them. 
So this Porish thought, what's very strange place? Everybody's dressed the same. It's only men over here. And everybody has uh, some graves outside the front of the door. What's, all, what's this all about? So they asked about it. He inquired to them. And they said to him, The reason why we all dress the same, we're uniform, is this way no one could distinguish who is the poor man, who is the rich man. This way the wealthy amongst us will not be able to glorify himself, will not become arrogant in the fact that he wears finer clothing than others. And the poor man will feel inferior. This way everybody's the same. Everybody in this in this earth should be the same. That's number one. They said, you know, it's told about one of the kings. He used to like to mingle amongst the common folk. He dressed as a commoner. He dressed as a regular person in order to see how they lived, but it was also to give him a sense of humility. He wanted also just dressed like the regular people, like the general populace, see how they feel, and in order to instill humility in himself. That was why they dressed the same. And the reason why we have these graves outside our door, in order that we should be able to get good Reproof from them. We should always be prepared for the day that we have to meet our Maker. You know, we're coming up to Hashem in a week's time to Tishabov. There's Allah in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tovkuf Nun Tess in Shulchan Aruch in Tishabov. Then on Tishabov, after we get up from the floor from Shul and we leave after Chatzais, the first stop we should go to is a Beisak for us. And the Mishabur explains what's the reason to put into our minds, we are like Mason. Everybody ends up there. Everybody ends up in the grave one day. And thinking about it in our minds from the comfort of our home is not the same as going to actually to the basic forest. There it has really an effect. And therefore they said that's why we have graves right outside our home, that it should have a real effect, that we should always remind ourselves every day, oh boy, we're limited in the amount of time we have in this world, we better, we better make the most of it. We better prepare provisions to take with us to the resting place, which is going to be a very long sleep. And finally, you see that we don't have any women or children here. We have a designated city right close to here where they live. And if one of them need us for anything, we go there. We complete what has to be done. Then they come back here to this enclave. Because we have found. Because we are so busy that it just occupies the mind. And there's a lot of wasted time. And a lot of effort. When we're amongst them, we have too much time at home. We've experienced this, all of this, uh, all of have experienced this in the last few months. We've been home much more than we used to. And you see how busy you can get. 
this has to be done, and this has to be taken care of, and uh, we get busy with things, and sometimes things that occupy our minds are not able to think properly to prepare for the future. And therefore, peace from all of this, distancing ourselves from them on a regular basis to be able to choose things for Elam Abba. And therefore, we want to despise things of this worldly matters. Okay, there were obviously such pious people taken to an extreme, but the point is made clear to us. We also should have time where we think about it on some regular basis to prepare for the future. So even if someone who isn't involved, we find people, even they did have people that they had to take care of, they did have people that they had to be involved with all the time, yet they chose to separate. And this pious preacher was very impressed. He blessed them. And he then told them, you're doing the right thing. So this is the side where a person finds himself in solitude, finds himself that he has time on his hands, meaning he has time free from other people. Sometimes the Abisha does this because a person who is not bound to a particular family or family members, he has a lot of time to do chesed for other people. And a person has to realize, no matter what situation a Baruch Hu puts him in, it always has to be, this is for whatever reason it is that he's alone, Hashem says, for now you have to be alone, and that's the best thing. Just that as an example, we'll end with this, and as an example the Mashkiach gave upon with this, is that we find in Chazal, in the Gemara Bava Basra, the Pesach says, Avram already had reached a ripe old age, Vahashem Beirach es Avram Bakoil. Hashem blessed Avram with everything. Everything good that Avram Avinu wanted, he was blessed with. And here we have a Gemara, in the Gemara. One Mandama says, one opinion is he was blessed with a daughter, and that was Bakoil, even a daughter. Some say she was named Bakoil. The other opinion is no, Hashem Bakoil. Bakoil is a Ben the gematria of Ben, of a son. All he had was Yitzchak. And he didn't have a daughter. What's the pshat in that? The Rabban explains that each opinion is giving their interpretation and their understanding what was best for Avram Avinu. And there's one sheet to one opinion held that it was best for Avram not to have a daughter. Because then he would have no one to marry her off to. So there are times when things that are held back from us that are actually the best for us. And that the Torah itself could write by Hashem Beirach Avram Bakul. A good night.